Hello, this is episode one of the Spirit Life Truth podcast. And today we are talking to Luke Jacobsma, who's just completed his first year of topical steroid withdrawal. And we are going to talk about why he has not taken a shower for the last 100 days. So stick around. It is so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. I feel like I know you because we grew up like neighbors practically. I know, right? It's such a small world. It is. Just like literally 15 minutes away from each other. That's right. Yes. So you've always been like my kindred spirit just because of that. And now TSW, it's like, leave it to that to bring us all together, right? You know, it's a surprisingly strong connector of people, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I've Um, noticed that too. Unfortunately, I mean, it's it's an unfortunate circumstance, but I mean, it's like an experience unlike any other. And you just... I don't know what it is, but like there's this bond with people that, oh, you've gone through it. You know what it is. It's like, you don't even have to say anything. You're just like, ah, you get it. Exactly. And there's so few people in my life that can relate to me in that way. Mm So I completely agree. It's like, there is that bond that brings us all together. Um, So I just um, wanted to your email that you sent the other day was amazing. I actually really loved, um, congrats on it being a year of surviving one of the worst things. I, I really wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, but one of the, you know, one of the worst things ever, but, but your email, I felt like had some really amazing points. And so that's why I wanted to, to chat about it because I feel like, um, they're so relatable. And for somebody who's just starting out with going through this, I, I've been personally trying to share like what I wish I would have done, you know, from the get go, you know, things that when I look back, um, could have made things a little bit easier, a little bit, um, maybe speed things up a little bit. Cause I feel like that's what everyone's trying to do is just get through it as fast as they can. Um, and so thank you because I really, I saw your points and I'm like, you know what, we need to get on the phone. We need to talk this through. And then I just want to be able to share our conversation, um, with as many people going through TSW as possible, because I really loved, um, some of the things that you hit. Um, so before we go into all of those points though, remind me again, how long have you been using, had you been using steroid creams, um, before you stopped? Uh, I started using steroid creams approximately around 2012. Okay. Maybe 2011, somewhere around there. Just uh, hydrocortisone, hydrocortisone 10. Wow. So not even a doctor prescription? No. Yeah, not at all. Um, yeah, it was just over the counter. I had a little red spot. You know, you, you Google what, you know, Mm-hmm. whatever and you go to cvs and just buy over the counter stuff and i was using that for about three years before i actually went to like an allergist and uh they prescribed me some stronger stuff but i actually never used it i just continued using more um, hydrocortisone until 2018 was when my body was like at its limit and that's when i actually used like triamcinolone betamethasone and uh flucinamide okay so and those, can you those talk a little bit? 2018 though. Okay. So you were on those for a much uh, shorter amount of time, which is good. Yeah, I was at the end. I think that's kind of what pushed me over the edge. But um, yeah, it was all, it was all cortisone 10. They, they make like a, they make an ointment, they make a cream, and then they make a gel, I believe. Mm-hmm. I use the cream uh, mostly, and, but I had, I've had it all the time. Um, I had a, I put it on in the morning. And then if I dry out in the afternoon, I put it on again. Um, okay. And you're using... putting it on your, on your face or where was mostly where? it was my, my elbow and my knee. And then sometimes like right on the bridge of my right eye, it would get a little oh, dry. Yeah. And so I'd have to put it there. Um, you know, it was just like my go-to whenever there mm-hmm. was any kind of blemish on my skin, it was like, Oh, well, let's put some cortisone on it. And did you ever feel like anyone warned you about any side effects? Nah not i mean to this day no i have never been warned of the side effects of uh by a medical professional from using steroids 
a, for a long period of time, a consistent period of time, never told like, yeah. I've heard, the only thing I heard is that it thins your skin. About steroids, it thins your skin, that's it. So you just want to be careful. You don't want to mm -hmm. get too much sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. the word. Okay, if I'm using creams, don't go out and get sunburned. Cool, easy, I can do that. Right, right, right. Um, and so when did you realize you were actually going through TSW? It was, um, I mean, I knew I was going through something. I just didn't have a term for it. But uh, it was early 2018 is when I started, my skin just started looking different colors and started like being more like splotchy and having redness come up. That's when I really just like was over the top. Um, but hindsight, looking back at everything, back in like 2013, 2014, um, I started flaking and just having an intense itch on my legs every night. I'd get home from work and it was like the second I walked into my room, I would just have to scratch my legs. So I'd take my pants off and just scratch, scratch, scratch. And I'd scratch so intense that it would rip the skin. And it, that was just so unusual. And then that, that just kind of led me down the whole, like, am I allergic to something? What's causing it? Not a clue that it was related to um, steroids at the time, but hindsight. Right, exactly. I probably could have been healed by now and had a couple years under my belt if I had started back then. Mm -hmm. And it's so, it's so difficult because when it's almost like the itch and the redness and the skin being so inflamed is, it's almost like you can bear it. So you, you can endure it. Right. And then there's no reason to even, yeah. So one of the things I feel like I've been learning just with about health in general is it's amazing what people will endure and how miserable they'll be before they might realize something's really wrong or they'll actually try to take action. And I was the exact same way. I mean, I was on steroid creams. Oh my gosh. And, and hydrocortisone creams as well, since I was a kid. And then the steroid creams after I graduated college and I actually had a job and insurance and could pay for some of those prescriptions. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just look back, I'm like, what was I thinking? Like eczema is a red flag. And, and I just, it's really allowed me to like wake up a little bit more and say, okay, there's really some things that we could help people realize like that if you don't, you know, address it in its infancy could really become something much worse. And so it's like, you and I going through this, I really just want everyone to know what our early warning signs were so that, you know, they can avoid that. But I had the same experience too, where I would be, you know, exercising or, or um, different things would be happening and my skin would get really inflamed and same. It was like, I would just be attacking myself mm -hmm. or waking myself up in the middle of the night was another big one. Um, and yeah, it's just, yeah, it's like taking me back to those, to those days, but at least I'm here to tell you that it does, you do get through it. It does, it does eventually go away. Did you um, ever through a period where like, whenever you sweat or perspired, like it would like almost be itchy, like you were allergic to your own sweat? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. So you'd exercise and then you'd be like, I, oh. And then, yeah, the heat and the sweat and the perspiration just caused me to itch so bad. And I thought that was always so unusual. And it was like, you know, where's sweat come from? Inside the body. So how do things get inside the body? Your food. So I started analyzing all my diet and stuff. But like, yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying. But like, I wonder, I often wonder if someone told me information, all this information before I started TSW, if I would have even had the capacity to truly understand it right. because I feel like you kind of have to walk through the fire in order for all this the, the stuff we've learned to be so potent mm -hmm. you know if someone just gives you oh hey this is what I've learned you know going through a torturous experience I wonder if I would have been like yeah 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 whatever or wow thank you like I, I wonder if someone who doesn't understand uh appreciates the relevance you know well exactly and fortunately i think in my scenario here um because i have two little kids and because of what i went through if anything 
they had like the slightest amount of eczema. I'm like, okay, we are hydrating. We are, you know, getting our vitamin D. We're going to get some sun. You know, we're going to limit moisturizer, which I always have anyway. But at least I feel like, you know, starting that with the younger generation um, might help kind of awaken the whole population because our generation, I think we were raised, we were raised on fast food, maybe I mean, I say that as a, as a blanket. I my mom actually was really great at cooking meals for us, but we just didn't question things. And I think these days, we're I think there is an awakening happening, and to be able to just impart what we know on people at those earlier phases, whether they come to those realizations or not, is still really helpful. I don't have, looking back, nobody ever even told me any of this information at any phase in my life. And even when I was going through TSW, there, were, there, there really weren't any support networks. Um, a lot of this is brand new. And, I th and part of me feels like it's because steroid creams are, are relatively, even the, the stronger prescriptions I think are relatively new and clinical trials don't go long enough to see what those long-term side effects are. Mm -hmm. So I just really hope that if enough of us kind of band together, doctors will start to realize and they'll be a little bit more careful, or at least they'll, they'll provide some kind of disclaimer to their patients when they're prescribing these, these drugs. Um, so looking back on your first year, what would you say is like the one most important piece of advice you could give to somebody that's maybe just starting out? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, <laughs> just starting out. So uh, I, I mean, there's this, there's this guy who just started and he's 30, 37 days in right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's been chatting with me, uh, kind of getting my advice, picking my brain about everything I've gone through. And uh, you know, I mean, the thing that I told him was like, don't ever lose sight of what you're fighting for. Mm -hmm. And he posted a picture of his family. And I was like, that you need to remember that, you know, cause you're going to go through this and you're going to forget what this is all about. And it, 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 it is about regaining your health, but the struggle is so consuming that you, you like, for me, I just like, I've kind of lost grip on reality a little bit because this has been my life 24 seven, you know, mm -hmm scratching itching all the time waking up in flame looking different every day like being afraid of water being afraid of like showers being afraid of food and you know you get to these points where you're like what am i like what am i doing this for and you i you just got to remember that it will pass um you have to uh you have to be willing to call in a strength that you've never accessed before um and i tell people like if you don't learn anything from this experience, then you miss the whole point. Like mm -hmm. this experience is, is calling forth a stronger aspect of yourself. It's calling forth uh, it, a, a closer connection to your intuition um, and to yourself and learning how to get in touch with your body um, is one of the most important things. So not losing hope would be my short answer. And then, um, learning to listen to your body would be mm -hmm. my second answer because i think a lot of people they're just not there's no reason to be aware um but now now it's yeah. like your health and wellness depend on it so learning to uh, learning to decipher the language that your body speaks you know we've all we've all had our body communicate with us our entire lives but we just never uh tuned into that language so um, I think that's one of the biggest things that people can take away from it and then just uh, not losing the reason why they want to get better. Exactly. Yeah. And I actually really love that message um, because again, when you're, you don't really think about the foods that you're consuming, um, but your body is sending messages all the time. And, you know, if you feel like you're craving carbs or, you know, sugars, it's like, okay, what does the body actually really need? So instead of grabbing, you know, a soda or a bar of candy, it's like, wait a minute, 
you know, there's some deficiency potential, you know, happening and let's really figure that out and, and give the body what it needs so that it, it can continue to function uh, in, in its best way. And, and it, you know, it is always trying to heal us. Like our body is not out to, to get us and figuring that out, I think, and being able to, to be on the same page and, and it's almost like another teammate, you know, it's like, you're working together. Um, and so I completely agree. I feel like tapping into that intuition is a really important part of the whole journey. Um, what you said is so true though is you know like your body is not attacking itself but if you go to traditional western medicine or practitioners um they had me convinced that i had an autoimmune disease that my body was just attacking itself hmm. and you know when you go and you feel like your body's working against you you know, I feel like that's just such a terrible message for the medical community to pass on to patients because that affects your mind and that affects your, your drive. And when you feel like you, there's just nothing you can do, it's an autoimmune disease and your body's just going to attack itself. Like there was never talk of like restoring balance or homeostasis in the body. Like, you know, maybe feeding the good bacteria and starving the bad bacteria in your body. There was never any talk of that when I went to my, my dermatologist, my uh, endocrinologist, allergist, no one ever mentioned that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it's important, very important for people to know that your body is on your team. It, it's not working against you. Um, no matter how bad you've wrecked your body, whether it's you know with the foods you consume, the substances you consume, or uh, medications that you've used, such as steroids or you know orally, your body is still always on your side, and it's ready to flip a dime and help you out at any time you give it permission. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and even just how quickly people have noticed improvement. Um, it's really remarkable. So yes, you know, in the case of TSW, there is, there is a lot of patience involved and there's a process I think that everyone has to go through, even if they are on the perfect diet and following everything to a T. But for a lot of people maybe who have a different condition or different health challenge, I think, I, I mean, I've been amazed at some of the success stories of people feeling different, feeling better, even just in days and, and weeks of, of time. And so, but it's just like switching that mentality and then committing. Mm -hmm. um, that really can be the hardest, uh, the hardest part. So one of the things that you talked about um, in your recent email that you were sharing was about moisturizers and how you wish that you had quit moisturizers from day one. Um, I completely feel the same. And so I'd love to get your experience about, um, you know, how moisturizers have been working when you started TSW and then where you are now, because I know you're a hundred days plus <laughs> no moisturizer, no showers, et cetera. And I, um, I, I think that's, I, yeah, I just love to hear, you know, how your skin's reacting to all of that and how you're feeling now. Yeah. So, you know, the reason I wish I didn't use moisturizers in the beginning is because in the beginning you jump on all the chat boards and all the messages and the support groups of TSW and you see everyone's trying this stuff and you think, Oh, I just, you grasp it. Anything you think will help because you're in such a state of panic in the beginning because it's all brand new. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, you want to try the coconut oil. You want to try the Aveeno lotion. You want to try the, the, this and that, that everyone's recommending. But I just got to this point where I was just like researching all these things buying these products, trying them out. And then I'd use like a couple of pumps out of a whole bottle. And I'm like, well, how, how, how long do I need to wait? Like to see what it's actually doing. And then, you know, you're trying to read every ingredient and there's usually a dozen or more ingredients on there. And I just felt, I just had this feeling, like I said, getting in touch with your body. I just felt like my body is like, we don't need anything else. Mm -hmm. You don't need to put anything on us. Like just, back off let me do my job and i got that i got that message but i got it a couple months too late but i wish i had hurt i wish i had paid attention better in the beginning um because i just feel like no moisture eliminates any other extra variables mm -hmm. you know if you're putting coconut oil okay that's one ingredient that's great you can 
check that off the list. But if you're doing like lotions or products over the counter, or even if they're healthy and organic and natural, whatever, there's still a lot of stuff in there that you just don't know. And then mm -hmm. the different stages of healing, you know, at one stage it might help, but then you transition to a new stage and it doesn't, it actually mm -hmm. makes it worse. So, um, I just, yeah, I think it eliminates the variables. And so then I could just focus on what I was consuming, which was all the, the foods I was eating. And so then I just, I just had a better clear picture of what was causing me to flare and what wasn't. Cause I've already taken mm -hmm. care of all my, uh, environmental and atmosphere exposures, you know, at my house, like dryer sheets, you know, dust mites, all those things taking care right. of that. But, um, yeah, I just, just feel like, yeah, putting the moisturizers on was just not the right thing for me. And then, um, yeah. Do you feel like the, the moisturizers, did they make you itch more also? Yeah, I just found no matter what it was, I would, I would put it on and it would kind of give me like a calming sensation for about 30 minutes, maybe up to an hour. But then mm. I just later I'd start itching it off until it was all gone. Just naturally mm -hmm. I'd be driving mm -hmm. and itching, um, you know, just wherever I put the, uh, the ointment or moisturizers on. And I literally just scratch it until it was gone. And then once it was gone, it like, yeah, my skin was paying for it, but it felt better. So I was like, huh, there's, okay. my body doesn't want this on there. So. Right. Well, and I completely agree because again, it's trying to push out so much stuff. And then when we're lathering ourselves with lotion, it's like kind of bringing it all back in. Mm -hmm. And so, but you know, when your skin is so dry, we've been conditioned to think, okay, well, there's a lack of moisture there. So we, we need to add the moisture when really our body knows exactly what to do to create its own moisture um and i there are a lot of studies coming out finally now talking about how moisturizer does slow down healing and so i'm really glad to see studies like that because it's just one more piece of the puzzle to say you know what you have dry skin it doesn't mean that anything is missing except for you know that you have to do like don't go to the store and get lotions to fix it um it's another key that you're another piece of the puzzle that your body is trying to make you aware of mm -hmm. so that you can take care of it in other ways and so yeah 100 percent. and i also feel from my experience that putting moisturizers was the best thing i did um i got stuck in like the cycle of every morning like the bathing and like trying to get all of the dry skin off putting all this moisturizer on just to like go out into the world and it it was this pattern just to even, I think, look somewhat normal, you know? But after months of doing that, I was like, you know what, this isn't working. My skin hates what I'm putting on. It makes me itch, it makes me red, and it's slowing down, it's slowing things down. So finally, I, um, just one day, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna stop. It's gonna, it's gonna get really dry, it's gonna be painful, it's gonna crack. It's going gonna, it's gonna to have to kind of go through this progression, but um, I just believed that at the end of it, my skin was going to be stronger and feel better. And fortunately it did. And, um, and like you, I mean, I didn't, um, I, it was, I was doing like sponge baths, but I didn't shower for a couple months. Mm -hmm. And even now, I mean, yeah, it's, I'm like so much better, but there's no reason to necessarily shower every single day because um, it, it pulls all the moisture out you, that your body's created. It, it makes you really dry. But of course, you know, when you're exercising and, and there's, you know, or out with the kids in the, in the mud, um, of course, there's times to do that. But, um, but it, yeah, I guess I just feel like less is more in Absolutely. this, in TSW. So. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, like you, you brought up a lot of good things, like in terms of the no moisture and quitting it, um, you know, I found myself kind of using moisturizers, like you said, just to get ready for the day and look presentable to normal mm -hmm. people. But I just felt like I just had this sense that like my vanity is going to delay my healing. Right. Because I want to look appropriate. I want to, you know, I don't want people to think anything's wrong or know anything's wrong with me. Right. So you try and hide everything, but it's like putting a lid on top of a boiling pot. Like you're mm -hmm. just trapping all that heat. And I just felt like every time I coated my skin with anything, it was just preventing my body from exhaling all the toxins that needed to get out through my skin. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I, yeah, I think it's important to know that, you know, you've got to get in touch with your body to realize that maybe vanity or some other reason is causing you to want to put on moisturizers. Right. And another thing is a lot of people, from what I see, go after just daily relief. They just want relief right here now in the moment. But that's not how you get through TSW. TSW is a long game and you've got to plan mm -hmm. for it. And, um, you know, what may feel good for 15 minutes might be adding three, four or five months to your total healing time, hmm. in my opinion. Um, yep. But yeah. Yeah. It, yes. I, it's hard to say. The timeline is so, it varies from person to person, of course, but I agree. It's just like, you have to kind of tackle it right out of the gate with letting your body just give you those signals, putting the moisturizer, incorporating, you know, better diet, healthy lifestyle if you're going to try to get through it as quickly as you can um one but, of the things oh so the one other thing is um uh what i didn't realize is i mean i knew non-moisture treatment or going with moisture withdrawal was a good thing for me but what i didn't realize was that it, it got worse before it got better so once i completely <laughs> stopped moisturizer it was like oh my gosh did i did I do the right thing? Cause your, your body completely dries out, starts flaking, starts burning. But I would say after about two weeks for me, um, I just hit this point where I was like, yo, I'm not scratching anymore. Like the itch isn't as in intense. Yeah. I'm dry and I'm looking dehydrated and I look, you know, 30 years older, but I'm not itchy. Yeah. So it was kind of wild. And I was like, okay, that it was just like a confirmation, like a pat on the back going, you got here. Good. Just mm -hmm. keep going this direction now. Absolutely. And even just keeping track of maybe the things that are getting better um, is really important for people to know because sometimes even now it's like, oh, I woke up, this was, you know, a week or two ago, woke up and I, I felt like I was having a flare up and it's like, oh no, what's going on? But then I have to think, okay, this is so much better than it's ever been. So, and it went, it was, it was over in a couple hours, whereas the flare-ups that I used to have would last, I mean, months, right? And so I think it's really important to recognize those small milestones. You itch a little bit less because it's like, okay, that's a, that's a data point there that I can, you know, tell myself that this is, this is where um, I, like I'm heading in the right direction. This is the right thing. And, um, and I like keeping track of those little improvements, um, I think is really helpful for people. Like one of the things too is, um, you know, here I'm trying to heal my skin, but I also, I don't have like restless legs anymore. I don't have seasonal allergies anymore. Um, there's so many other things, you know, I, and even going through TSW, I'd get night sweats. Um, I was losing hair. Mm. Um, I had like hot flashes and cold flashes. My temperature, my body was like having a really hard time regulating temperature. And I'm, this was when, you know, I was 34, 35. And, um, and so all of these very strange things. And at the time I'm like, this is never going to end, but now I can look back. It's like, okay, yeah it does end. And just even seeing those little improvements along the way really was good validation. So I'm glad you brought that up because I think people actually going through TSW could keep a journal and just talk about, you know, for themselves just to see, you know, what symptoms are they experiencing? And then looking back, um, they can say, wow, okay. Like quitting moisturizers means that I'm like I'm still really dry, but I'm not maybe as red. I'm not necessarily itching as much, and um, I think that's really it's it's just good signals, good feedback from the body that it's actually helping. So I love that. Um, yeah, that's a that's a like that was the one thing that I wish I actually put in my last or Instagram post was. Um, in hindsight, I wish I had gotten a large format calendar and every day wrote down how much water I drank, um, mm. what trigger foods I might've eaten, how my sleep was the night before, um, if I feel like I'm flaring, like, cause this affects your mind and your memory. 
and you can't remember everything. You're like, did I stop using moisturizer? When did I eat this? <laughs> like, you can't remember it all. So I highly, highly recommend anyone going through it to, like you said, either journal, mark it down on a calendar, because every day you're adding a piece to the puzzle and you're getting closer and closer to that big picture. And if you don't have it written down somewhere, you can't see all the patterns that are happening, whether your mm -hmm. flares are lasting, you know, did they last 60 days or did they last 90 days? Like, I don't remember all those details, but if you write it down, you can go back and look, oh shoot, when I had a whole bunch of coffee that week, I flared the next week, you know, mm, or you, know, you right. can just start seeing patterns and what trigger foods and, um, you know, what you eat today might not flare you right now at the moment. It might not flare you the next day, but two days later, you might flare because of something you ate, you know, two days prior. And, exactly. you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, if you don't have it written down, you can't track it. So I think you're, you're right spot on totally. with a journal or a calendar. Um, it, it's tedious, but also taking photos every day. Mm -hmm. um, I think it'll just, uh, it's a daily reminder that, you know, you feel like you're not going anywhere, but if you look at the photos on progression, it helps show you that, like I said, that bigger picture. Exactly. Now, one of the things you talked about was how you wish you hadn't used um, so many uh, practitioners. And tell me about that, because I think, you know, we've, we've been everyone's kind of trying to figure this out. And, and especially for people who have never really changed their diet, there is some level of coaching I think that is helpful, but, um, but if they're trying to push product or trying to give you advice, you know, maybe they, they don't have experience with TSW. It's hard to know like what to listen to and, and what not to, and like when to ask for help and when to just write it out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So in terms of like practitioners, a lot of the things I was doing was like, I was going to like a chiropractor every other day, trying to get adjusted, get massaged. You know, I thought like, you know, doing lymphatic drainage massages were going to help like drain the lymph nodes and all that stuff. Um, I was getting acupuncture at least once or twice a week. Um, I was doing steam rooms and um, infrared saunas and just, I was spending a lot of money. How long, how long ago did you start? So I, so first I, I mean, I was on hydrocortisone creams as a kid starting when I was like, I don't know, seven or eight years old. And I was using hydrocortisones on and off, um, until college. And then in college I was using, um, I, I got a first prescription. Well, I guess it was right after I graduated. So I was using hydrocortisones through college. Um, but I noticed that my eczema was getting worse. Like it just gradually gets worse over time for me. Um, and, uh, and so then after I graduated, got a job, I got my first prescription in, I want to say it was 2006, 2007. Um, and so then I was using like the really strong stuff. It was all, um, the, it was all still cream based, but, um, I was, yeah. So from 2000, five, 2006, some, seven, somewhere in there. I, I don't have the record of it. So it, I can't quite remember exactly, but, um, and then I started going through um, TSW after my daughter was born. Um, and it really hit me hard at the end of 2016. So- you started TSW in 2016? In 2016. So, she, I had really severe flare-ups during pregnancy and I've learned now just by reading everything from medical medium that, um, your immune system, you know, is, it goes hundred percent practically like to the baby. And so my body was having a really hard time keeping up with, um, you know, everything else it has to do. And so I was getting these really bad eczema flare-ups during pregnancy. And so I got more steroid creams. Oy. And I mean, I was like, at one point, all like almost all over. And this is so much more, um, it, it's more strong than the, even the hydrocortisones. Um, and I was at one point putting it on my face because again, nobody tells you. And I thought, well, if I just do it for a short amount of time, then, you know, what it'll eventually. Face? Try and the see. what? 
Um, is that what it was? That's the one thing I thought was interesting because when I when I was at the height of my flare and before I knew what was going on, a dermatologist yeah. prescribed me triamcinolone from the neck down and then hydro, uh, hydrocortisone 2.5, which is like, oh, it's wow. like two, it's, you know, I think the stuff you buy over the counter is 1%. This is uh -huh. 0.5%. And she's put, she said, put that on my face. And I thought that was interesting. I wasn't quite sure why she gave me a lesser strength for my face and a stronger dose for my body. Oh, interesting. At the time. But now I'm like, ah. Uh, so at least it shows me that she was somewhat aware that your face is a little bit more sensitive. Exactly. But I, I, I never quite understood why she did that um, until now. Wow. Well, and even, um, so I think I started going through TSW before I even realized it was happening. And so, cause I'd never had eczema on my face. Really. I had a, I think a, a tiny bit like on the bridge of my nose, sort of like what you were saying. Um, and a little bit uh, above my, my lip right here, but it, um, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. So I think I was using a tiny bit of hydrocortisone. I never used the, um, like the really strong stuff um, on my face though. But then when I started topical steroid with doll, my face was like the first thing I noticed. So I thought that was really interesting that that's where I actually really showed most of like the detox symptom. But then that's when I started using the steroid creams. I just can't believe it. I was doing that. Um, I just didn't know. And so, um, yeah, and so I was tr figure, trying to figure it out. It took me several months um, of massive flare-ups, using steroid creams um, before I finally realized, and actually my husband's the one that figured it out, just doing some research, um, that it was actually topical steroid withdrawal. Um, so I started the withdrawal twice, um, mm -hmm. once in October of 2016, uh, was the first time I started it, got another prescription, suppressed it for a little while. And then I really started going through it again, um, like March, April of 2017. And, um, and then it took us from that moment on, um, was extremely intense. A little bit, right? You what? Oh yeah, a little, a little, like a little bit. So like right now, actually the tops of my hands, cause I've been washing them so much with what's going on. My hands are so dry. They're not necessarily like that itchy, but my hands right now, they still look a little bit like leathery and a little bit like wrinkly. Um, I wouldn't say that they're flaring up really, but they're so dry from washing. And so it's hard because I don't want to use moisturizers, but at the same time, I'm literally washing my hands extra now because of what's going on, plus dishes and diapers and all of that. So um, I'd say that that's where I'm still struggling almost the most is just in my hands. Um, tiny bit on my face occasionally, it's really not that bad. And then a little bit on the, in the creases of my arms, but that's where it first started when I was in third grade. Mm. And so I think the places where you almost get the the have had it the longest is maybe the slowest to actually heal but everywhere else i mean and i maybe a little bit on my neck i, I don't know why the neck is such a, a sticking point for a lot of people um i but, think it's a lot of blood flows right through there and it's such a small area i believe that that's probably why it, but mm -hmm. neck, man, the first couple of months like there was probably six months where I could turn my head maybe 15 degrees each way because it was just so tight. Like that's why I was trying to get massages and they were digging in there. I was like trying to just get my neck loose so I could turn my head. Cause like people would call my name and be like, what? I'm like <laughs> yeah. so stiff. It was just awkward. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm curious. What do you think? Like TSW is fairly new. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's groups on Facebook that have 12,000 plus people dealing with this or who have dealt with this, but it seems like it's really kind of ramped up in the last decade. Mm -hmm. What do you think is causing all these people who have used steroids around the world to now all of a sudden react? Um, do you have any theories of why it's like becoming such an issue now? 
and it wasn't maybe in the 90s and wasn't in the 80s, you know, because people have been using steroid creams. I mean, there's people in the, the Facebook group, I've been using steroid creams for 50 years. Mm. Well, how did they get that far along and never show signs of TSW before, you know? Like, why is yeah. it now that it's like really like someone just turned the dial up and said, huh, you know, you're going to be reactive to steroids now. Any, any theories? Yeah. You know, it's, re that's a really interesting, um, it's really interesting. So I mean, a couple theories, um, first is, you know, again, like clinical trials don't go very long. So there's just no data from the pharmaceuticals that even acknowledge that TSW can even happen. So I think that we are the clinical trial in a way. Um, and everybody is that has different levels of toxicity, different levels of metals in their body, you know, their symptoms are all a little bit different. Um, and so I think we all kind of flare up and like start TSW at, at different times. Um, like for you, it sounds like um, even though you're using hydrocortisones, um, you didn't use the steroid creams quite as long. And I have been using hydrocortisones, you know, since I was a, a little kid and then used steroid creams for a very long time. And, um, and you know, so we're kind of at even different, we, we endured it at different levels, different amounts. And then even our symptoms and our and our withdrawal period has been a little bit different as well. So I, it's hard to say, I mean, part of me in this, um, and part of me just feels like the pharmaceutical company being, it's a for-profit business and they may have pushed it to more, um, more doctors and encouraged them to prescribe it more. Um, I'm not sure. All I know is for me, um, I didn't even go to the doctor as a child. And so that's why I was using hydrocortisones for a long time. I'm really glad I didn't go to a doctor sooner because I would have been on the steroid creams for a lot longer. Um, but I, I guess I just feel like people these days are looking for these quick fixes and, and there's just not a lot of awareness there. So it feels like there's more people using steroid creams and then going through TSW at the same time. Um, and even the formulas could have changed from 50 years ago. I'm not exactly sure, but that, um, I haven't gone through and really done all that analysis and looked at, at how the ingredients have changed and the variety. I don't even know all the names. Um, and even like people can have steroids injected. And, and like you said, there's, you know, I had the ointments, I've had creams. Um, I haven't heard of the gel, but, but they're always coming out with something different. And so it's, uh, it's hard to keep track of, and it's hard to know what's in every single blend of, of steroid cream that exists. Um, yeah. I, uh, I wonder um, how much like, you know, cause our, our skin ob obviously absorbed mm -hmm. some of those chemicals that were in the steroids. I wonder how much heavy metals are in steroids. And then also the other thing that you know, I've been thinking about and uh, it kind of goes along with this whole coronavirus is when in the eighties, cell phones really weren't around cellular wi-fi all that stuff was kind of brand new in the 90s it gained a little more traction the 2000s bam wi-fi signals everywhere 3g you know 4g now we're up mm -hmm. to 5g and we're experiencing huge health problems not just within the tsw community but with a lot of people's health right and i i wonder if that exposure of all those all those waves um radio waves microwaves uh the cellular service, the Wi-Fi, all that stuff, you know, everyone's got a Wi-Fi box in their house now and we're exposed to that all the time. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's kind of made us more reactive due to those heavy metals and maybe what was inside of our system from the, mm -hmm. the steroids. Um, and maybe that's why we've all become so reactive now. I don't know. It's a theory. It's a theory. It's a great theory though. It makes sense to me. It's yeah. And I mean, even now I was at one point I was like, Oh, you want to get the, you know, like the, um, Bluetooth. the, uh, the, yeah, like those, the ear, the, the Bluetooth earbuds, but then it's like, Nope, that's just one more thing. Um, because again, like we're all made up of energy. And so as these waves are, we're being exposed to, like you're suggesting that, um, yeah, it really does have an effect, I think. Um, 
I hadn't connected that to to eczema though and and a TSW, but well, I don't know if it's eczema, but I think that might be one of the reasons why TSW is now all of a sudden affecting a bunch of people mm -hmm. because we're mm -hmm. everyone now at this time period or in the last decade is exposed to those radio waves. Whereas people who've yeah. used even steroids for 50 years, the reason why they never entered TSW is because there wasn't that reactivity to the the combination of the steroids mm -hmm. plus the the waves of everything that we're exposed to these days. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, who knows? Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm misinformed and maybe there was TSW happening behind the scenes for the last 30 years and I just never knew it because Facebook didn't exist. You right. Know? <laughs> that's <laughs> true. I mean... Maybe, maybe that's it also. That could be. But it's something to look into. I mean, I, I'm, your theory is piquing my interest. Something that uh, as people especially are talking about 5G now, I think there will be more studies coming out on how this is affecting uh, health and TSW, but eczema too, because again, eczema being caused by metals and different toxins, um, there could be some reactivity there as well. Um, and it's coming, it's like happening in kids and little babies. It feels like a lot earlier now than even when I was a kid. And so well, even in, the womb, even in the womb, those babies are exposed to yeah. Wi-Fi, 3G, 4G, 5G, um, you know, and what's interesting to me also is like the, the coronavirus in Wuhan. Wuhan was the first place on the entire planet that was fully covered in 5G. Really? Yes. And uh, they're saying, or there's, there's some people saying that um, the 5G is what caused this virus to kind of adapt and mutate so quickly because of that 5G, um, the waves. Um, they, they compare it to the Spanish flu, which happened in like, what, 1918? And the same time around the Spanish flu, radio was in, uh, becoming really popular and radio waves started you know, being spread out over the entire country and over the world. And those radio waves started affecting people's biology. We aren't meant to be surrounded by that stuff all the time mm -hmm. and only in the last couple only in the last hundred or so years have you know radio waves radiation waves x-rays microwaves like mm -hmm. wi-fi all that airport stuff scanners right metal detectors yeah. everything and you know i mean the medical medium talks about x-rays and metal detectors and all those mm -hmm. things and but I mean, we're exposed to these invisible enemies all the time. And I mean, if you live in a city or if you live yeah. in a very populated area, it's, it's around you all the time. And that's where a lot of people are getting sick, you know, and I don't know, it's just, I think it's something to think about. I think it's really hard to um, apply into your life and, and get off yeah. these devices because they ingrain themselves into our lives so well. Right. But, um, I know yeah. it makes me want to move back to Atascadero <laughs> immediately. Let's go back yeah. out to the yeah. countryside. Bring it somewhere and just just have you and your family and no technology. Mm -hmm. uh, back when things were simple. Exactly. Um, I, I totally agree. I totally exactly. agree. But uh, I don't know. It's just uh, something I'm thinking about. Do you follow Luke's story? No. Luke's story is a like a a, a biohacker, and he has a podcast, and he talks about um like the. Uh, like a bunch of blue light stuff. Like all, all our devices are all blue light. He wears blue blockers. Um, he's all, he's into all of this, like biohacking, EMF, 5G, everything. He just provides information about it. He's a really mm -hmm. good guy to follow if you uh, want to check him out. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. And bringing all those pieces together, um, it's going to be really important, especially as we move forward. Yeah, I mean, so, we gotta, I think understanding, you know, is so important, especially with TSW. There's so much misinformation, there's so much panic, and there's so many people, like blind people leading the blind. Like, mm -hmm. I just started um, 30 days ago, and I've been using this cream, and I already noticed improvement. It's like, oh, how cute. You're, <laughs> you're only 30 days in. You need to just wait until you get six months and then see what happens, you know? Like, yeah. people are so quick. They're so, they all want to help. It's all well-intentioned, but it's mm -hmm. also, it's hard because it's so specific. Each person has yeah. a specific path they need to go, but. Right. Yeah. I know. It breaks my heart. It's just, yeah. I just wish that 
yeah, I know. I just wish that we could wish it all away and, and that there was a quick fix, but there really, in my experience, there really isn't. It's a combination of things for me. And it sounds like same for you. Um, now, how are you, how are you feeling now? Just in general, a year in hundred days, no moisture, hundred days, no shower, no shower, no shower, no moisturizers. It's been longer for no moisturizers. And it's been a couple, it's been at least seven. Oh, right. Yes. But it's, uh, it's, I took a shower on December 14th for a holiday party. And when I went to that, sh the, the party, the back of my legs just wouldn't stop oozing and my elbows just wouldn't stop oozing. So like my khaki pants had like all these wet lines on the back of my knees. Oh. And I was like, I was trying not to like, I was sitting with my legs straight, trying not to like bend because like the, it was just, it didn't look good. And then in the, my elbow creases, like it would get all oozy there too. And I was like, yeah. why am I oozing? I just took a shower. And so ever since then I was like, I'm not taking a shower until like, I don't have any open sores. Like I'm going to wait yeah. until my skin is just at least fully like somewhat healed. It can be red and inflamed, but there's no open, open scratches or anything. Okay. And, uh, I just, I got to what, 30 days. And I was like, I can go to 60. I got to 60 days. I'm like, I can go to 80. And then I was like, I'm going to a hundred and yeah, yeah. a hundred days. And the only thing I've been using is, um, essential. There's this company called like essential oil or something. And they make these lavender wipes you get from, um, mm -hmm. lavender deodorant wipes from whole foods. And I just mm -hmm. been using those in the morning and I, I work out, I don't take a shower. I don't rinse off. I just, you know, I just let my body do its thing. And what's really interesting to me is like, I haven't created any body odor and I've been paying attention. And I even have a friend that I work with uh, two times a week and I, I give him a hug and he smells me and he goes, he goes, you don't smell today. I'm like, yes. You know, so I'm paying attention to hygiene, but yeah. it's just really just cleaning my armpits. And I do notice that when I slip on my diet and I have um, dairy or uh, animal protein, my body starts creating um, odor and it's much more pungent than when I'm mm -hmm. eating a plant-based, uh, plant-based diet. Which Fascinating. Is so it is interesting. Um, I wish everyone I'm going to, yes, I feel like that is so important. I haven't had me. I, I don't even, I mean, it's been years at this point. Um, and I don't feel like I, same. It's like, I don't think I really, stink too bad. The only time I noticed, oh, I'm sorry. The only time I noticed that I had a little body odor recently is I was, I um, started upping my dose of this uh, toxin binder called advanced TRS. And I increased the dosage. Um, it helps to remove toxins and metals from your body. And for about five days after I increased the dosage, I had a little odor and I was like, oh my gosh, I think that's a sign that like I am starting, it's pulling stuff out that, um, that's maybe been trapped in there for a long time. And after those five days and like that all passed, no odor again. Hmm. So I, um, that might be something you want, you might want to check into. I can send you the link. Yeah. I was going to ask about that. Uh, someone just added me to a TRS group on Facebook. Um, and I just, you know, I was looking at it and it looks like you do a couple of sprays, um, mm -hmm. every day. And it's like, you know, you're supposed to use it for about six months. Um, but it's, they said it's uh, neolites or something like that, that are like yeah, positively charged ion, positively charged, and they pull all the negatively charged metals out of your body, um, toxins, mm -hmm. whatever as well. Um, yeah, I was in interested in, in, interested in that. I just read about it this morning, actually. Yeah, well, it's, um, it's safe for kids, um, and it, it's a pretty gentle system um, of, for how it works. And we'd been using it for a couple months, but, um, I didn't notice right away any changes, but I also don't think I was using enough. So everybody has to, you kind of have to find like that right amount. And so I, I was using it. I'm like, Oh, this isn't really working for me. And so I stopped using it. And then somebody else recommended like, Hey, you know, you should try TRS. I'm like, I did, and it didn't work. And they're like, well, did you use enough? And so I said, well, let me try it again. And so I, I increased the sprays um, morning and then at night. And oh my gosh, I, as soon as I did that, I increased the dosage. I noticed, um, like I said, there was body odor. I noticed um, I started getting zits, which I haven't had in a really long time, mostly around my nose. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, and I even was a little bit more emotional, which was 
I don't feel like I'm in general, like a highly emotional person, but all of a sudden I was like, I don't know. I just, it was like stirring some things up in my, in my body. And so, um, yeah, for, it took, a, it was like the first week I just noticed, oh, and I got a scratchy throat. That was another thing where I had heard somebody else have a similar experience where, um, it's almost like it pulls out even, um, like strep that's been buried and it, and so I, for very temporarily, it was, it was, and this was before, um, COVID and all of that. So I don't worry, I'm not like symptomatic there, but it, it was one of those, um, another sign that it was really working. And yeah, so for the first week, I just noticed a lot of things kind of coming to the surface. And then the second week, it, it like my body was able to handle it, process it, and then um, got rid of it. So I'm still using it now. Um, but I think in another couple of weeks, I'll probably take a break from it again. And then, uh, and then try it. But I'm, I'm giving the kids, you know, a couple sprays and kind of keeping track of their symptoms as well. But would you say it's uh, more effective, less effective, or equally effective to uh, the heavy metal detox smoothie? If you took that every um, I did heavy metal detox smoothie every day religiously for at least a year. Wow. And I don't feel like I noticed as much um, improvement with that right away. But again, I was going through TSW. So I don't think I'm the best person to answer that because um, it took me a couple of months to really see a difference with the, with the heavy metal detox movie. And what was so cool about the heavy metal detox movie, there was a day, I will never forget it, where, um, because I, I had struggled with restless legs in my life and that is caused by heavy metals. And there was a day I was out for a walk. It was the middle of the day. And all of a sudden I was getting restless legs. I'm like, what is going on? I never get them in the middle of the day. It's always at night when I'm trying to sleep. And I literally could feel metals moving in my brain. Huh. And I was like, oh my gosh, something is happening. And ever since that day, I've not had, I've not had restless legs ever since. And so, and that was a couple months into the, into the smoothie. And so I thought, okay, that's a great sign. It's totally working. And, and, uh, it really helped. Um, and I do take a little bit of a break from that now, um, especially with the kids, you know, we, we do, we do take it, but, um, I always try to mix it up for them too, because sometimes if the smoothie is a little bit too green, they won't eat it. And so I'm, some days our smoothies are more pink than green, but, uh, but yes, we, we do like the heavy metal detox movie. Um, and then the, I think the combination of the TRS is really good because if the smoothie is like stirring things up and your body's having a harder time, maybe pulling it out, the TRS can kind of come in and, and help, I think, tag team it with the smoothie. Um, but that's another thing where if you do both, keeping that journal, I think is super important because I think it will start to stir things up and you might think you're, you're, um, going through a flare-up when actually um it's it's a sign of of healing because again you get worse before you get better and okay. yeah well and i believe i believe there's totally a difference in the flare like there's a flare of um of your body's just at its limit and then there's a flare mm -hmm. of release you know mm -hmm. is what i call it where it's like your body's letting go of something. And so like, let's say you're eating a really processed food drive-through diet, and then you all of a sudden you switch to plant-based, you're going to start flaring immediately because you're eating, you know, really good nutrients. You're, you're, you're not filling your system with, you know, crazy oils and gluten and dairy and all those things. And so by putting in those clean, clean ingredients into your body, your body now has a chance to start doing its work. And mm -hmm. so you'll flare, but I think a lot of people confuse those good flares, you know, your body's doing what it's supposed to with bad flares and they're not the same. I think people, right. it's good for people to understand that there's a difference. Um, yeah. you know, if I went out and made a dozen donuts today, I'll have a really bad flare in the next week. But if I go and eat six watermelons, I might have a flare, you know, over the next couple of days, but it's a good one, you know, mm -hmm. it's a detox there's, symptom. Exactly. That, yeah. So understanding the difference is important. Yes. And it's hard at first because you really don't know which is which when you're going through TSW. But once you tap into that intuition, like you talked about earlier, it is easier to know 
Um, and especially if you're writing it down. So 100%. Um, well, Luke, thank you for your time. I feel like I, uh, I learned a few, I've learned new things just from, from hearing your experience. So I'm really, it's great because I'm always trying to learn what other people are doing because one experience may not be, you know, the right for everybody, but knowing what works for you. And then I want to talk to a lot of different people and, and be able to share um, so that everyone going through this can have that hope that you talked about, like, don't lose the hope, right? And so I feel like we are proof that it does get better and everyone's journey is a little bit different. So good. Okay. Well, thank you again. You're welcome. Let me know when you want to pick this back up. I know you got I would love questions on there. I do. And yeah, they calm down, but, uh, but yeah, let's take a little break for now and then we'll pick it back up um, in a couple more days. So, okay, cool. All right. Have a good rest of your rest of your, um, social distancing day. Yeah, I will. You too. Okay. All right. All right. Talk to you soon. See you later. All right. Bye. Bye.